my experiments um, in, in, in the 60s uh, and early 70s had to were, were very strongly influenced by the um, uh, revolution that happened in cognitive psychology at the time that um, is, is often referred to as the information processing revolution. So we looked at um, perception in a different way from how people had looked at it before. We, we were trying to think of patterns that might be in the environment that were simple or that were complex, that had information in them or noise in them, that were random or not. And I thought at the time that it would be quite interesting to see how much of this information the children with autism extracted and indeed also how much um, pattern they imposed. This was a very interesting question for me because I had observed the very strong stereotypic and repetitive um, behaviours that one of the major diagnostic criteria of, of autism since Kanna first described it. So um, I found in these experiments that indeed the ability to extract patterns in spoken language or in visual features in the environment was less good than in the normal children. But the tendency to impose quite rigid patterns from the inside was very high in the children. And this was something that um, <clears throat> opened up possibilities to think of downstream effects on, for example, language or perception or um, strange kinds of movement patterns. It seemed from the experiments that were done on all these stages of information processing, it was a central coding. That was really the critical factor. That's the, the huge black box where we knew very, very little about. But that's where the problem was in autism. So my studies in, in my PhD um, on pattern perception and pattern imposition uh, compelled me to think that there was a lack of meaning. It was as if meaning was not sought in the same way as in, in ordinary children. And this was shown in the way that language was used, which seemed rather meaningless um, chatterings, repetitions, and in the way play was used. There was no meaning there in the sense that it was a kind of role play or social play. So it seemed to me that there was a crucial problem there. In addition, it was quite clear that the um, key feature of autism, which Kanna had described as aloofness, had something to do with a lack of communication, a lack of desire to communicate which was very, very odd um, because it wasn't clear that it was a, fa a motivational failure in general because sometimes the children would do tasks incredibly well and showed very high ability if they could understand what the uh, experimenter was actually wanting them to do. But it seemed that you had to leave it to the materials to evoke this ability. You couldn't actually tell the child in some way, this is what I want you to do. Thank you.